You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is Rick Schisler, your host of the Weekly Business Hour, a fellow Silver Fox, and also the founder of One Best Consult. Well, you're listening to the Weekly Business Hour, and I'm glad you're here. Uh, You know, the Weekly Business Hour is where Montgomery County and businesses throughout the world now come to talk about the latest in business news, ideas to improve your business, and be a part of conversations that can make a real difference in your business. And first of all, I want to recognize our show sponsor. That's OneBestConsult.com. That's the number one, BestConsult.com. That's where you can find what I like to say, common sense business advice for small businesses. I encourage you, when you have a moment, just type in www.one, that's the number one, BestConsult.com, and you'll see an entire community of like-minded business people there to meet the challenges, to help each other, peer advisory groups, anything you need to help your business run in a better way. And a reminder, we're on Facebook, so I encourage you to go to Facebook and like the Weekly Business Hour. That's the Weekly Business Hour. That's where the shows are posted. There's a podcast available every Wednesday following our show. So if you miss the show, you can set yourself up to get an alert, take a look at who was on the show, what we talked about. You see something of interest, you can listen to the show. So, No doubt about it. Go to the Weekly Business Hour page on Facebook and please like us. Also a reminder that if you have a question or something and you want to reach out to us during the show or even after the show, just email me at onebestconsult at gmail.com. Or you can call me after the show at 832-699-2132. Your comments are always deeply appreciated. So at this point, my encouragement is singularly focused. Sit back grab your pad and pencil, and get ready to take notes as we talk about everything business right here on the Weekly Business Hour. We've got a special, special guest in the the studio with us today. Our special business guest is Steve Scott, known as the Houston Business Coach. This is going to be a special segment for everyone who's listening because we're going to talk about not only coaching but perceptions, particularly Steve. He's one of the best and brightest business minds that I've ever met in my life. And we're going to try to share with you some of the things that would really help you build a better business. So we're going to start off by welcoming Steve Scott, the Houston business coach. And thank you very much, Rick. Well, (laughs) we've got a lot to talk about. I think Steve and I, whenever we're uh, able to sit down and talk about business, uh, those conversations are one of those things that can go on and on and on because I'm always curious to learn with Steve's perception or, or what he thinks about a particular topic. And Personal development, Steve, that's one of the things that you really, really focus on. So let's start off with that. Why is it so important that a small business owner focus somewhat on personal development? It's so important, Rick, because I've had several businesses myself, some as large as 80 people. And what I learned is seldom will whatever I want to do for the business exceed my personal development. So it's like I have a lid on myself. I constantly have to raise that lid. So if I raise my personal development, I can also raise my ability and capacity to do more things and benefit more people. What is some of the quick advice you would give to someone who really doesn't do any personal development, uh, the things they could do today 
to get started to raise that lid, as you say? Well, you and I talked here a while back, and we're either racing toward relevancy or toward irrelevancy. And the thing is, if you don't change, then you're becoming irrelevant. So one of the things I ask people, I try to keep it very, very simple. I ask them, I would like you to make a list of anything you are tolerating. And usually they sit back and go, anything? That's right. And I said, first of all, I want you to look at processes at work. Most of the time, what they think about is other people. And then I want you to think about your family and community. And I want you to also think about your home. So a toleration could be that there is something you have to move all the time in order to get to something else. It could be very simple. I once had a client, and we started, believe it or not, this is a multi-million dollar builder, with his toothbrush and where it was placed in his bathroom. So a toleration is anything that drains you of energy or focus. And you have to ask yourself, why do you have it? Sometimes we keep them because it makes us feel important and significant. And then once you identify what it is, what are you going to do about it? Because the goal is to become, so to speak, the lingo is a toleration-free zone. We're always going to have some tolerations. But what I encourage people to do is look for a pivotal toleration. Because you will list a lot of things, but when you have identified that pivotal toleration, it is amazing what starts happening with all the other ones. You know, you make a great point. I think the word tolerate is probably not one that's used very often today. Uh, but just listening to you today, and I've, I've heard you speak about this before, but it, it always gets me thinking about uh, roadblocks. What is, it, what's standing in my way of, of being more successful? Uh, yet I always look at the big picture, and you mentioned the toothbrush. So it's a sort of an A to Z kind of thing that you're saying that our business owners need to look at as things that need to be removed, adjusted, and then identify the one, I guess, the pivotal one that could really make a difference. You're so right. And actually, one of the big keys when you're addressing uh, your tolerations, just like with the toothbrush, start with something small. Generally, we don't embrace change because we're afraid of failing. Start something small where you have a good chance of success. Here's what happens. When you start with something small and you're successful, now you're positioned to actually handle the bigger things that come along in business and life. So start with something small. Too often we start with something that's too big, we fail, and that robs us of our energy. And that kind of leads me to something else. You know, people talk all the time, I don't have the time to do things. Well. God in his infinite wisdom gave us all 24 hours in a day, rich, poor, happy, or unhappy. So really, is it time that is the issue? And the answer is not really. It's what we choose to do with our time that determines our energy. And our energy, in turn, determines how we actually allocate our time. So if you start getting rid of tolerations, you become lighter, you have more energy, and then you have more time to devote to things that are truly accomplishments. Well, you know, that makes so much sense uh, to anybody uh, who's listening, and I, I hope people will pick up on that. But one of the things you mentioned was a fear of failure, mm-hmm. and you and I both know that's out there. It's a big, big, mm-hmm. almost like the big elephant in the room for a lot of business people. Uh, and, and you talk about how small failures mm-hmm. can lead to what you call the big failure. 
how do we recognize such small failures happening around us that so we can identify them and we can work with them and, and get past that? That's a great question. Uh, what I've observed, even in my own life, casualness leads to casualties. So if I have a casual attitude about something, I could become a casualty. That doesn't mean I die, but it means I get hurt, get setbacks, so on and so forth. So you have to have the attitude that everything matters. Everything matters. So failure is not one grand event. People see, for example, steak and ale go out of business. They go, how did that happen? They see what's happening to Sears. Or it could even be a marriage that everybody thought was going great. And the answer is, failure is not one grand event. It's the accumulation of many small errors in judgment repeated on a daily basis over a period of time. So the thing is, if we see that we are not headed in the right direction, what do we have to do? We have to amend our thinking. That's exactly what we have to do. Because we can't change necessarily overnight, but if we start amending our thinking, that can take us in a better direction. You know, I think you gave two great examples. Uh, one, steak and ale, which I'm not sure that how many listeners you have to have some age on you to remember that. But I remember uh, that everybody that I knew enjoyed going there for lunch or dinner. And when they closed, it was a real surprise. Now, Sears, on the other hand, we've watched that play out over, say, 10 years, 15 years. And how, for my way of thinking, such a big operation, so hard to turn that ship. But you got to have really bright people. And like you say... I'm sure if we read the history, particularly the last 10 years, we would see a lot of those small failures taking place in the decision-making from the executive suite all the way down. And that really gets back to what I mentioned earlier. Are you racing toward relevancy or irrelevancy? And if you let the errors accumulate, you're racing toward irrelevancy. And then once you become irrelevant, then you either file bankruptcy or, well, I guess in business, that's sort of the ultimate thing mm-hmm. and close your doors. Let's shift gears a little bit. One of the things that's interesting to me, and I know you spend quite a bit of time on it. I ask, I spend a lot of time typically indirectly working with clients, the art of the relationship, building relationships. Uh, even on the show and in my blogging, I talk about every person that we know, whether it be a vendor, customer, uh, an advisor, whatever we build, we have some kind of relationship, all the employees we have, if we have employees, uh, talk about the art of relationship and why it's so important that we develop that talent that in my opinion is used constantly throughout the day. Relationships are really what add or subtract value to us. For example, I could not be me without you and other people who support and believe in me. And likewise, I support and believe in other people. So relationships are absolutely essential. I kind of like to simplify it. I think there are four things that you can do to have better relationships. Number one, you need to have great self-awareness. You need to be able to say, okay, this is how I'm coming across. How do you have self-awareness? Be a very good listener. And that's not just the words, but hearing what other people are saying and how they're responding to you. Number two is you need to be vulnerable. You need to be able to say, you know what, maybe I didn't see that right, maybe I didn't get it, or maybe I messed up. Because those first two things right there give you the third thing, which is absolutely key, and that's authenticity. And once people believe you're authentic, 
then they can trust you. And that's the fourth one. So self-awareness, vulnerability, authenticity, and trust. Trust is very, very crucial to having good long-term relationships. Well, let me ask you this uh, question, and I agree. Trust is that ultimate goal Mm -hmm. in a relationship, any relationship, personal, Mm -hmm. business, whatever. And how does one know once they've reached a position of trust with the person they're trying to build a relationship with? That's an interesting question. Uh, I have several thoughts going through my mind. I believe it comes, at least for me, I'm not asking questions of anyone. They just start sharing with me. If I'm having to ask questions all the time to reveal what's going on, then the trust is not there. And as you and I both know in a coaching or consulting relationship, but even any relationship, uh, it can take months for that to happen. It's not something that just happens overnight. Sometimes it happens immediately, but most of the time it takes time. Why? Great relationships generally are not built with intensity, but they're built with regular contact over a period of time. You know, I I 100% agree with you, and I think uh, trust – I feel it or see it or try to recognize it. Uh, it just happens all of a sudden, so to speak. Not that it's a surprise, but there's no way to have a timeline. It just develops with different people right. at different times, subject to so many outside factors that as you build a relationship. But I'll tell you, that's, to me, one of the keys to success is having relationships where you are trusted, either as a, a provider uh, of a service or a product, or on the other hand, with your vendors uh, that they trust you. So that when you need help, they'll bend their bend over to help you, uh, advisors, everybody. So I think it's a very key thing, trust. And just piggybacking on that, and thanks so much, Rick, is if you don't trust yourself, then you're projecting that to other people. So the most important relationship you really have to have is with yourself. That's where it all starts. What happens on the inside ultimately manifests itself on the outside. And we project what's on the inside by how we behave toward others on the outside. So I had a client, he was really upset with what happened with a vendor. And I started listening to this story. And at the end, he said, well, what do you think? And I said, the way that vendor behaved, which was with bad language, this is after a number of years. I mean, the relationship wasn't severed. It just caused my client to really think about it. I said, it was just a self-projection that he was living out on you. And when you learn that that's really what's going on, then you care a lot less about what other people are saying. You still want to listen to it because it's a good way to have a roadmap on how to have a relationship with them. But at the same time, you need to be very aware of what's going on. Yeah, it's funny. uh, You know, people are talking. How important is that? It's an old expression, you know, that people have. Steve, we've got about 30 seconds, uh, maybe not long enough. If need be, we'll carry it over. But one of the things that uh, people, I always find people not very prepared to do in business, and that's to, to meet the everyday challenges in the business. Uh, any quick, uh, or, and again, we'll carry over, any quick advice on how to meet the day-to-day challenges in your business? What a great question. I can't answer it in 30 seconds, but the first thing that comes to mind is you have to operate in integrity you have to have the courage to meet the demands of reality. And if you don't do that, it's going to be hard for you not only to lead yourself, but to lead others and to build trust. Well, that's a great 30-second answer, but there is a lot to do that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of our first segment. Uh, I hope that you picked up some 
pearls of wisdom, as I like to say. Any one of these, I believe, as a business advisor, mentor can help you improve your business. So I hope you'll stay with us. We're going to come back and continue our conversation with Steve Scott, the Houston business coach. A Lone Star Community Radio is ready for the summer. If you or anyone you know is looking for summer internship opportunities, A Lone Star Community Radio is a great place to grab the mic and be on the air. A Lone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in the radio world all year round. Be an on-air personality, talk show producer, or YouTube TV podcast editor. Contact the station at info at IRLoneStar.com or call the station's message line at 936-647-3776. From the beginning, the main purpose of the Cooperative Extension Service has been to change human behavior by teaching people how to apply the results of scientific research. By utilizing a holistic, multi-level approach, Extension Family and Community Health Programs encourage health and well-being for everyone. Addressing values, concerns, and needs with reliable science-based information, Extension programs help people lead healthier lives. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, Zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. You're listening to the Weekly Business Hour, and again, this is Rick Schisler, your host, your local Silver Fox advisor and the founder of One Best Consult. We're having a wonderful, I believe, a wonderful conversation with Steve Scott, the Houston business coach. But before we crank up again, I want to remind you that if you're listening and you're in the Montgomery County area and you want to sponsor the Weekly Business Hour, it's not hard, it's not painful, just reach out to me, send me an email at one, that's the number one, best consult at gmail. Uh, If you'll do that, then I'll respond to you and talk to you or send you some information to show you how easy it is to connect your business with the business community right here in Montgomery County. Well, Mr. Scott, we've been talking about a lot of, I believe, very important subjects, things that the average small business person really doesn't think too much about unless they get away and go to a seminar or hear a lunch talk or something. And I think it's something on an ongoing basis that we can take a, at least a few minutes every week, every day, uh, and should spend some time thinking about it, almost like meditation, uh, but with some education mixed in. Well, let's pick back up. Uh, you mentioned something during the break about disconnecting. Uh, let's talk about that a little bit. Give us that perception. I really liked what you were saying, and I absolutely believe it's worthy to share with our audience. Thank you, Rick. Uh, in the last segment, we were talking about how to connect, which was to be self-aware, be vulnerable, be authentic, and be trusted. But at times, we're going to disconnect. And by the way, the next four things we're going to bring up are all valid, but it really depends how you use them that will determine what happens in your relationships. The first one is criticism. Nobody likes criticism. 
But what you need to do is try to make criticism about the process instead of the person. That's very, very important. Once again, they're all valid. The second one is don't be a fixer-upper. And you and I both know in our business there can certainly be a tendency to do that. The reason is I need help. I need to be fixed. All of us have things like that. But if I come to somebody and say, let me help you, you know what I've just told them? You're really messed up. No, I'm here to support you. Big difference. Number three, and I shared this with you earlier, is contempt. Now, contempt is something you want to be very careful about using. When you use contempt on someone, you're pretty much telling them that you think they're worthless. You use contempt, and you could damage that relationship permanently. Now, there are some relationships that need to be damaged permanently or let go. So what I like to say is there are three things you can do with any relationship. You can either expand it, limit it, or delete it. Contempt will definitely help you delete a relationship, and sometimes that just needs to be done. And then the last thing is having a me versus we attitude. If you have a me attitude, actually what you do is you set yourself up, as I like to say, to be the pinata. People have their sticks out. You don't even see it, but they can't wait to whack on you because you always think you're right. And when you have a me attitude, it is about who is right, not what is right. So those are four things that can definitely disconnect us from people. All are valid. You just need to be careful how you use them. Well, let me take a second. I've got to scoot my fixer-up toolbox under the table and hide it. You're 100% right, at least as far as being a consultant or a mentor. We always want to help people in the worst way, and sometimes we're too quick. Uh, which brings us to, uh, to me to, I think, a really important topic. Uh, since I was a kid, it's been talked about. As a kid, I did a lot of it, and that's listening. Um, you know, as small business people, you mentioned, if nothing else, we're always in a hurry. We've got a lot of things to do. we got a lot of fish to fry, however you want to, you know, we're busy. And too often I find clients, in fact, that's one of the things I work on with clients when we have our time together, is to be sure that we're both listening to each other uh, to be more effective. Why is it just so important that small business people work on their listening skills? The truth is, if you're not a good listener, you truly can't influence anybody else. I remember saying to my son, uh, who's now 36, a few years ago, people want you to be interested, not interesting. And if somebody sees that they actually are influencing you because you're listening very hard, then you exponentially increase the opportunity to influence them. So listening actually has two components. It has the words, and then the next part are the emotions behind the words. And where most people miss out, I've seen in business, and myself too, in life, is we don't catch the emotion because we're caught up in our own emotional agenda. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you really sit back and listen, then something else unfolds. It's a deeper level. You start hearing. Hearing is, what is the emotional impact? What is truly going on with this person? And hearing also allows you to focus on something that is very important to be a good listener. What is not being said? All of us get asked questions, and I'm kind of smiling at you right now, myself included, 
and we're not going to tell people exactly what it is we're feeling. So what you want to be able to do is say, what isn't being said? Because very often, and it gets back to another topic you were talking about, your fears, what, not is, what is not being said very often is covering up the fear that is holding us back. Well, you know, one of the things you come to my mind in listening to you there, listening to your listening comments, if you will, uh, is that relationships, when we start to build relationships, again, with anyone, employees, anyone, listening is probably the first thing we really need to go to is to listen to that other person, whether it's the introduction. Uh, I'm one of those folks that has trouble with names. I mean, that's simple. But if we start down that path right, I would contend that we're able to or we're going to be in a, a situation where we're better able to build a good, solid relationship. And I would just say, uh, having gotten to know you over the last few years, you are very, very perceptive. And I know uh, here on this radio show, people need to hear that. I think you're very good at the hearing, very good at sensing what is not only going on, but what also is not going on. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. And this is one of the biggest topics you and I talked about recently, which I think is so expansive. And if I could leave people with one major thing today, and that's going to be about relevancy. And, and we laugh about it, we talk about it, but if people begin to think, I believe business people begin to think about the relevancy of their business, and that applies to so many things. Uh, again, I'm a big picture guy, so I think about I'm in business today, I'm here on Main Street, literally, today in the studio. Uh, where am I going to be in five years? Where's this kind of business going to be in the big picture? Uh, what is going to change? What do I need to change? How can I keep my competitive edge, et cetera, et cetera? Relevancy in business. Why is it so darn important that I have a relevant business or I make my business relevant? And I like to say, you know, life is the study of the obvious. All of us ought to take obvious one and obvious two. But most of us don't in certain areas. And obviously, if you're not relevant, ultimately you're on the road to not doing as well, possibly failing. So relevancy comes in many shapes and forms, but the biggest thing really with relevancy is what is not your willingness to change? People talk about willingness all the time. To me, that's involvement. What is your commitment to change? Are you not only going to embrace the change, but you have to be the change? And that's what every small business owner needs to understand. Matter of fact, I have a large international corporate client. They have new leadership that just came in. Many people are feeling irrelevant right now. They're having to make a change in terms of the culture, so on and so forth. And I don't say that lightly because that's, that's a hard thing. But you have to always be the change. You say, I have to be the change. You can't just be involved with it. You have to be committed to it. Without commitment, there is no action. And without action, there's no chance for improvement. You know, you make a great point, too, when you talk about earlier about going down either the road of relevancy or the road of irrelevancy. Uh, and I visualize waking up one day and I've taken the path of irrelevancy. And there I'm sort of out in the middle of the desert. I've lost basically my business or will lose it quickly uh, if I don't wake up. And on that, I want to ask you a quick question. Uh, what is the most important issue in your mind today that small businesses in general need to keep their eye on? And the immediate answer for most people would have to be on your marketing processes, your accounting, 
uh, all these things. You know what's wonderful? When you and I were growing up, we didn't have, have access to all this stuff. Right now, if we need to find a system, we can find it online, and we could read about it for the rest of our lives. So I think the thing that really is holding people back or propels them forward, once again, becomes their personal development. And to me, there are two key parts to personal development. One is accounting. Okay. Now, accounting tells you where you've been. You kind of get the results. It's kind of a lag measure. The second one, though, is accountability. You need accounting and accountability because accountability tells you what you've been doing, which in turn tells you how come you have the results you have. So if you aren't holding yourself accountable, then the results really aren't going to change. So what you want to do is you want to have accountability, then you're really going to enjoy looking at your accounting. Well, and that makes so much sense and kind of leads me into what, uh, due to the time, a final question. Why, in your opinion, uh, is it so important for small business owners to find a mentor coach? Obviously, I'm a big believer in it. I had coaches, mentors throughout my career. Uh, in your opinion, though, Steve, why is it so important? And this is not a shameless self-promotion, but I use other people all the time as guides in my life, and that's really what you need to have. You need a guide. You don't need somebody telling you necessarily what you have to do, but giving you options that you hadn't thought about before. Because everything starts with your thinking. Your world only gets as big as your thinking. And what a coach or mentor can do is expand your thinking to where you say, oh, that's a possibility. I will do that. Are we about finished here? Yeah, we got about, oh, 30 seconds. So I'd like to close talking about listening, how to be better. There's a poem that just kind of came to mind as we were here, and it goes like this. I watched them tearing a building down, a gang of men in a busy town. With a ho-heave-ho and a lusty yell, they swung a beam and a wall fell. I asked the foreman, are these men skilled, like the ones you'd hire if you had to build? He laughed and replied, no, indeed, common labor is all I need. I can tear down in a day or two what has taken builders years to do. I asked myself as I walked away, which of these roles have I tried to play? Am I a builder who builds with care, measuring life by rule and square? Or am I a wrecker who walks the town, content with the labor of tearing down? Be a builder, not only of yourself, but of other people, and you will have success. Well, Steve Scott, the Houston Business Coach, thank you so much for coming in. If folks want to reach out to you and talk about some of the things we've talked about today or, or anything else, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? They can go to my website, www.thehoustonbusinesscoach.com, or my other website, www.selfimprovement-tips.com, or you can connect with me on Facebook. I have a fan page, Steve Scott, The Houston Business Coach, or you can connect with me personally. Just put my name in there and look for the picture of the guy with a navy blue sport coat. Well, again, thank you, Steve, for taking time. I know you're a busy guy. Again, one of the best business thinkers that I have known in my life, and particularly here in the business community, you're well-respected and appreciate you sharing your thoughts with us today. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're come to the bottom hour of our show. I want to encourage you to stick around because we're going to move into uh, some other areas that we have. In the second half of the show, I'm going to give you some quick tips on how to improve your bookkeeping and the one best consult tip of the week. When was the last time your business was accounted for. So please stay with us. We'll be right back to you.
Thank you so very much for checking out Jazzy Vibes with Soul. What? You haven't done so yet? Well, you've got to tune in. Hi, I am the host of Jazzy Vibes with Soul, Miss C.C. Holmes, and I invite you to check us out every Friday and Saturday from 7 until 9 p.m., where you will get the best in old-school R&B and, of course, a little smooth jazz to make it jazzy. So tune in. That's right, tune in. Every Friday and Saturday right here on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM or worldwide at IRLongStar.com. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio. Broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Boxer Rescue is a nonprofit organization serving Montgomery County and surrounding areas, dedicated to the health and well-being of the boxer breed. Lone Star Boxer Rescue is run and managed 100% by volunteers since 1999. Our main objective is to rescue, rehabilitate, and rehome boxers that come to us from many sources, including local animal shelters, owner surrenders, and strays. For more information about Lone Star Boxer Rescue, visit our website at lsbr.org. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at one o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. You're listening to the Weekly Business Hour, and again, this is Rick Schisler, your Silver Fox advisor, founder of One Best Consult, and the host of the Weekly Business Hour. Well, I hope you were with us for the previous half hour. I think we had some wonderful information, tips, ideas, uh, definitely mind-challenging information from Steve Scott, the Houston business coach. Really appreciate Steve. He lives here in the Montgomery community and serves clients uh, literally all over. Uh, so I encourage you to reach out to Steve. Personal development really is his specialty, in my opinion. He really stimulates one to think about what's going on. In this segment, I would like to talk a little bit about uh, what Steve mentioned, uh, because if you didn't take copious notes uh, or you have a question or whatnot, I want to be sure that you picked up on this information. So a quick recap. Uh, one of the biggest things I think Steve shared with us today was the importance of personal development. And I know that's kind of a what I call a boo-hoo thing with a lot of, uh, of business people, especially small business people that I talk to, you know, personal development, what does that mean? I mean, if you're in big business, you're an employee, you're in a big Fortune 500 company, personal development is typically on the menu of things you do on the calendar every year. 
Uh, it's driven by the corporation, and then at some point, hopefully you pick it up yourself. But let's talk about our small businesses. I'm not advocating that you need to go to a seminar, webinar, uh, which is more of a convenient way of going to a seminar. Uh, but I think it's important that you choose certain areas where you personally want to develop, and those areas will directly impact your business, okay? So I'm not talking about something you do on your own for pleasure because you're curious on your own. Try to select areas to improve personal development that will directly impact your business. So in other words, if you're able to better work with people, assuming you have employees, if you don't have employees, then maybe relationship building with clients, vendors, that works for everybody in business because we all seek to have clients, customers, and typically we have a product service something that we need to buy from an outside vendor. We need to build those relationships. You know, online purchasing has really cut into, I believe, into people's ability. It's reduced their ability to build relationships with vendors. And I think that's an overlooked area because all we do is go online to Amazon, right? I did it over the weekend. I ordered this, this, this. I don't interface with anybody. I don't have a relationship so that when the package gets lost, I'm kind of hanging out there for five days till they find the package and bring it back. Whereas I would have felt more comfortable if I could have talked to someone and felt certain that they were really doing something about it. But to me, it was an inconvenience that I didn't receive the order when I needed the order. And it was an inconvenience which sort of went against my relationship, was a mark, if you will, against my relationship with Amazon. So try to build those relationships with your vendors if possible. I'm not knocking online ordering, but if you're buying certain products uh, from smaller companies, of course, you need a relationship. People find, well, I don't have the time for that. Well, build a, find some time, build that relationship, because I think it improves your ability. And this is the key. It improves your ability as a small business owner to build relationships in general. Think about that. If I'm throughout the day looking to build relationships, it becomes second nature. So I become a relationship builder with everyone I meet. Uh, and there's a lots of ways to do that. But self-improvement, personal development has a lot of areas. Choose those areas to spend your time in that will directly impact your business. The other thing I think that we talked about with Steve that I feel is really important is relevancy of business. To me, that's a big elephant. Um, it, you can slide through it very quickly. Well, my business is relevant. My sales are up this and this and that. But it's not just about your business and where it's going, but it's the relevancy of your business to customers, clients, vendors. Again, back to vendors real quick. If I'm relevant and I'm a good customer, then they're going to take care of me. Uh, the, the, the customers, they're going to come to look for advice from me. Say the products and services I provide really don't serve them anymore, but if I'm relevant to them and I've done a good job and I've built that trust of that relationship, they're going to come to me and maybe they're ones that are going to tip me off that I need to do something different, that I need to change that I need to move forward. I need to change my structure. I need to do something different. I need to hire different kinds of people, different marketing. I mean, there's lots and lots of answers, but relevancy of your business, take charge of that before you become irrelevant. We're going to take a short break now. And when we come back, I'm going to give you some quick tips. I think are very simple, best practices for your accounting bookkeeping. So please stay with us and we'll be right back with you. Check out the fastest growing sport in the world. It's right here in Conroe, Texas, and it's Roller Derby. Conroe Roller Derby is a nonprofit recreational league of women and men who want you to come and check out the fast paced, hard hitting game of Roller Derby. 
The Conroe Cutthroats practice at Rainbow Roller Rink on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. You can find our game schedule and more information on our website, www.conroerollerderby.com. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. Statistics show that one out of every six Texans struggles with food insecurity and hunger. And many people don't eat enough fruits and vegetables every day. The Better Living for Texans program is here to help you learn how to make healthy menu choices, save money at the grocery store, prepare quick and delicious meals, get more good nutrition in your day, and get more physical activity. Classes are fun, friendly, interactive, and free, and taught in English and Spanish. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com slash sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your question. Get seen on TV or YouTube and heard on our podcast, FM, and internet radio. Sponsor your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. This is Rick Schisler, your host of the Weekly Business Hour, and thank you for staying with us. We took a short break. This is the part of the program that I call Quick Tips, and I want to give you a quick tip, uh, quick tips today I call Best Practices in Bookkeeping. And most of these came from a good friend of the show, Mark Peterson, Golden Eagle Bookkeeping. Mark was on the show earlier this year, and he provided me with some information uh, that was basically a checklist of things doing in our bookkeeping. And I'm going to run through these, uh, unfortunately, time-wise very quickly, but if you'd like a copy, just send me an email at onebestconsult at gmail.com, and I'll be glad to send it to you, or you can reach out to Mark at goldeneaglebookkeeping.com. First of all, use bookkeeping accounting software. You know, I still have clients today that have multi-million dollar businesses. Uh, believe it or not, I have one who's been in the retail business for years and sells a lot of small dollar items, and they keep their books on a spreadsheet, an Excel spreadsheet, and I don't try to change that. Uh, that's how they do it. They're successful. Their numbers work. Their tax return works. Everything works. Their accountant is okay with it. But in general, I think uh, obtaining either online or a copy on your computer of bookkeeping software is a good idea. The second one is one I use throughout my business career. Anytime I took over a business or started a business, the first thing I did from a bookkeeping accounting point of view is set up a simple, functional chart of accounts. That way, as expenses came in, as income came in, I had a number to put on it so that it was recorded accurately in the books. And I think that's very important, a simple, functional chart of accounts. Thirdly, and this is, can be an Achilles heel, in the small business arena. Let's keep your business and personal finances separate. You know, this is something I was taught by my father back when I was very young. There's business and there's personal. And yes, one of the great things about owning a small business is it becomes sort of part of your personal life. There are certain expenses, things you do, you go to conventions, you get to travel, you do all kinds of things. And back in the day, you used to be able to have a business automobile. 
Uh, today that's changed and there are a lot more requirements from the IRS, but don't make your business your personal uh, piggy bank. Uh, but more importantly, if you really want to track how your business is doing, you've got to keep your expenses, your income and everything in separate bookkeeping, separate accounting for them. So you really know how your business is doing and whether you need to make some changes so you don't become irrelevant. Consider hiring a bookkeeper. I think every business needs to consider that at some point. In the very beginning, you may keep your own books, but remember that could be one of the things that you tolerate. Uh, Steve Scott talked about that in the earlier segment. Make sure you make the decision to hire an outside bookkeeper. There's lots of those folks out there. Like I mentioned, Mark Peterson at GoldenEagleBookkeeping.com. A lot of this is done virtually. Uh, It's very inexpensive, unlike in the olden days where you had to carry records back and forth. So consider hiring a bookkeeper when it's right for your business. Review your books on a regular basis. Gosh, I can't tell you how many small business people I talk to. Not one of my clients, though, I will tell you, not any of my clients that I have today don't review their books at least on a monthly basis. Produce a monthly financial, read it, understand it, dig into it. See how those numbers connect to what your business actually did. It's the only way you're going to be able to manage your business and make the right decision going forward. You always have to have that financial information as part of those key decision-making processes. Next, store documents and receipts on the cloud. Well, the key thing, first of all, is store things properly so you can retrieve them. Cloud storage done properly, securely, is an easy way to retrieve documents. I may not necessarily be an advocate of online bookkeeping, not saying anything's wrong with it, but I think storage of documents, of of scanning things in and storing them makes a lot of sense, but you don't want to go cheap here. You want to find a quality vendor who can store your documents. They will be there when you need them. And lastly, and really importantly, plan for major expenses like your taxes. Try to stay up quarterly. If you're not making quarterly tax payments, Stay up. If your business is growing, all of a sudden your growth goes up 10, 20, 30%. Your taxes most likely, your tax situation will most likely change. And this is where it comes into having a good advisor, in this case, an accountant who will look at your situation, who will communicate and talk to you. So after a few years of doing this, you become knowledgeable about the things to walk, uh, look for. Major expenses, purchase of equipment, things you need, plan for these. And the only way you can do that is do a budget and we don't have enough time today to talk about budget. But there are some quick tips, best practices for your bookkeeping. We're going to take our final break of the day. When we come back, I'm going to talk a little bit about my one best consult tip of the week, which is what was the last time, when was the last time your business was threatened, and what did you do about it? So please stay with us, and we'll be right back with you. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question, comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? 
Just contact the station on IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. An estimated 1 in 10 births will result in a neonatal intensive care stay, also known as the NICU. Overnight, a family can find themselves and their newborn baby in a critical situation. The Mila Foundation financially and spiritually assists families in need. If you would like to volunteer or become a monthly sponsor, please visit us at www.themilafoundation.org. Again, that's www.themilafoundation.org, because every life matters. Hey, Montgomery County and online listeners. Thank you so very much for checking out Jazzy Vibes with Soul. What? You haven't done so yet? Well, you've got to tune in. Hi, I am the host of Jazzy Vibes with Soul, Miss C.C. Holmes, and I invite you to check us out every Friday and Saturday from 7 until 9 p.m., where you will get the best in old-school R&B and, of course, a little smooth jazz to make it jazzy. So tune in. That's right, tune in. Every Friday and Saturday right here on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM or worldwide at IRLongStar.com. This is Rick Schisler, your host of the Weekly Business Hour. Welcome you back to our final segment of today's show. Uh, this is the segment where I try to give you my one best consult tip of the week. Uh, this week, we're going to talk about when was the last time your business was threatened and what did you do about it? But before we get there, I want to remind you that a podcast of today's show, in fact, every show is posted on YouTube. Uh, we have a channel there, the Weekly Business Hour. I encourage you to go there. If there's something that was mentioned today that you didn't pick up on or you missed part of the first part of the show, you can always go to YouTube and pick up on a podcast of the show. Also, there is an inventory, a lot of shows there with a lot of great information. So go to YouTube, the Weekly Business Hour channel. Well, one best consult tip of the week. Uh, I was thinking about businesses being threatened. Uh, this is the time of year in the sa- southern United States, particularly East Coast, Gulf Coast, and to some degree the West Coast. We're threatened by hurricanes. And over the weekend and the past week, several popped up in the Atlantic and I saw people trying to prepare, buying cases of water, filling sandbags, getting batteries for their flashlights, even buying generators. This is something that I believe that you do every day in your business, that you have to anticipate to the best of your ability, along with your advisor, such as your mentor, the kind of threats that your business is subject to. Now, the hurricane, the storm is probably a fairly obvious one, but there are a lot of different threats out there that can threaten your business. Uh, For an example, you have a client who represents a large, a very large portion of your business. And what happens if they go away? Uh, You have a landlord. Landlord can come in and change the terms of your lease when your lease expires. Um, What is that gonna do to your situation? Are you gonna be able to afford to stay where you are? Uh, You can't sit and probably think of every threat, but I think there's some really obvious ones. And I'd like to offer you three basic ideas on how to prepare your business in general to face these threats. The first one is what I call maintaining balance. Be sure to maintain balance in your business all the time. And if I asked 10 business people that question, do you maintain balance in your business? Probably eight, nine out of 10. Oh, all the time. Well, let's talk about things that indicate that you're maintaining balance. Cash flow. Do you have a consistent cash flow, a positive cash flow? 
do you have money in the bank? Uh, because typically emergencies or threats, if they happen, are going to require to have some funds available so that you can get through them. Do you have a line of credit with the bank? Uh, again, a money issue, all tied back to cash flow. In order to have a balanced business, you have to have a positive cash flow. I realize if you're just starting, you project it to lose money for a period of time. So that's a threat to your business. And that's a point I'll pick up on later is the fact that you have a negative cash flow. You have a threat, a direct threat to your business, because when something happens, you're not going to be as flexible or have as many options to meet the threat. Uh, Orders. Uh, again, back to uh, orders that come in and you don't have the capability to meet the order. So if you have vendors who are delivering slow and you're missing order dates, delivery dates, uh, your shipping arrangement is not as good as it could be. You're out of balance. Your business is not working. It's not flowing well. You need to address those issues because that is a threat. Your shipper, your freight company can be a threat to your business if they're consistently not delivering or on occasion they miss the delivery and there's really no reason for it. Secondly, eliminate or reduce or ensure potential threats, such as fire. Uh, you can buy insurance for a fire. The loss of the big customer, I touched on that. Uh, you lose a big customer and they represent 30, 40, 50% of your business, even 20%. Every business is different. Realize that when you take on that situation, your business is threatened. And the last thing is you need a contingency plan. Yes, Backup uh, disaster plans for things such as hurricanes. Every business should have that in writing, put away, so you know exactly what buttons to push, what switch, where to take, where your employees are to report if the business is destroyed or damaged. But the thing is, you need to contingency plan. And one of the best things that I learned the hard way in my business, and I'm going to leave this with you, is that risk that can threaten your business, only have one of them up in the air at any time open. When you get two or more, such as you have a big client and then you have a hurricane and all of a sudden you can't deliver to the big client because hurricane damage. I mean, you're out of business. This happened to me very, very early in my career. I had two identifiable risk in my first business venture and they both went wrong. They both hit at the same time and it made us really difficult situation of trying to dig that business out and get it back on its feet. Well, ladies and gentlemen, please put a note on your calendar. Join us again next Monday right here on IR Lone Star at 11 a.m. We're going to continue our conversation series, Soup to Nuts. Matt Umboltz, the founder and CEO president of Paysphere, a member of the Inc. 5000, will join us. And again, thank you for joining us. Remember to stay in touch with what's happening in Montgomery County right here on Lone Star Community Radio. And as always, until next week, stay engaged and keep your focus on what counts in your business.